Hey, this is Elia Einhorn. Welcome to a special edition of the TalkHouse podcast. This is the first in a series that we're calling Voice Memos, where, through audio journals, artists invite us into their most private spaces. Similar to our weekly podcast, there are no boundaries on what the artist can share here, or hard and fast direction. To kick off this series, we knew we wanted one of our favorite artists. He also happens to be one of TalkHouse's most prolific contributors, and, collectively, one of the TalkHouse staff's favorite people, Shamir Bailey, better known as Shamir. Shamir grew up in Las Vegas in a musical family. As you may have heard me declare in his 2016 TalkHouse podcast with Porch's Aaron Main, he's the perfect millennial post-genre poster child. Shamir shot to fame in 2015 with his indie hit debut record, Ratchet, an LP of club-ready bangers featuring the omnipresent on the regular. But here's the thing, at the same time, Shamir was the artist in residence at Brooklyn Indie Mecca Silent Bar. He was putting on solo concerts with just an acoustic guitar, singing original country songs. When people asked him about what they presumed to be his electronic dance music background, he'd tell them about his high school punk band instead. This inability to pin Shamir down to one musical genre became a challenge as he returned to the studio to record his sophomore effort. His label XL expected more of the upbeat, electronic sound that had propelled his debut. Shamir made that record for them, then shelved it, feeling that it didn't represent his authentic musical voice. He and XL parted ways soon after. Without a label and the inherent infrastructure and deadlines, Shamir followed his own muse. He fell in love with the DIY community in Philadelphia and relocated there. That DIY ethos defined his second LP, entitled Hope. Recorded at home in Philly on a four-track over a single weekend, Hope dropped in mid-April completely devoid of the industry's pre-release hype cycle. It was self-released on SoundCloud and announced via Shamir's social media. Hope had a willfully lo-fi, shambolic sound, more beat happening than banging beats. It was beautiful and surprising. Critics and fans alike were confused. While many were delighted at this new artistic turn, the album received lukewarm reviews. I loved the sound and at the time tweeted, Shamir Bailey is a singular artist creating a diverse body of work that will continue to blow minds for many decades to come. Two exclamation points. But there was a story behind this record that none of us knew at the time. In May, in the aftermath of Hope, Shamir recorded the voice memos and new song demos that you're about to hear. He starts things off with a demo of a song called 90s Kids.
Vegas, and um, yeah, this is my first or second day back in Vegas from um, being in the hospital in the psych ward facility. Uh, pretty much after recording Hope, I um, had a really bad manic episode, and um, which led me to be um, put in the hospital. And it was really eye-opening for me because I don't know, you know, it was almost kind of like Hope as an album. Um, was kind of the beginning of, um, I guess, a new self-awareness that um, I just didn't know about myself, you know? Uh, when I was in the hospital, I found out that um, I was bipolar, or that I am bipolar. And, um, yeah, it's just... It's crazy how something so creative and something that seemed very, um, you know, I guess precocious, kind of just like wanting to make an album in a weekend kind of was like the early signs of something a little bit more serious. But I'm glad that um, I've gotten the help that I need and, you know, got the medication that I need and just... um, just being a little bit more self-aware about my mental health and um, where it can go from here. So that's what I'm going to do in Vegas while writing, I guess, a bunch of new songs and see where, uh, see where this takes us. to see where my head is with everything and um, we got to uh, eat dinner on the 51st floor of the Palms and it was really nice but um, yeah I kind of uh, you know got to tell all of my close friends about the incident and um, most of them have been very supportive and, you know, very, you know, open about things. And I'm very happy that, you know, I didn't lose all my friends from this, but it still kind of hurts, you know, this most of my friends kind of thinking that I'm a freaking uh, psychopath, I guess. But I've been putting a lot of that energy into the music. Um, 
I wrote and recorded um, five songs since I've been in Vegas and working on a release for the fall. And um, and just got rid of my management and just kind of starting anew. I got a, a butterfly tattoo, which um, represents, you know, new beginnings and and rebirth. And I think that's kind of what this whole ordeal has been for me. It's kind of, you know, shown me, um, you know, who my real friends are. And it's also, you know, shown me that I can, you know, kind of get through anything. I kind of feel pretty resilient at this point. Um, because this is one of those things where it's, I've always been very careful and I've always, you know, tried to make all the right decisions and, you know, something like this that, you know, was completely inevitable. You kind of get to a point where you're like, oh, why me, you know? Um, But I think everyone at some point needs to experience some kind of struggle because it makes you a stronger person. And I definitely feel like I'm becoming stronger um, throughout this whole ordeal. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's been very healing, been in the desert. The weather hasn't been too, too, too bad lately, but it rained tonight. And I don't know, it's, I know it rains a lot on the East Coast, and I've been living on the East Coast for a while, but it's nothing like the desert rain. It just smells nicer, and it feels nicer, and it feels very cleansing. So I'm going to go out and have a cigarette in the rain and hopefully, you know, get to clear my mind a bit more. Can someone tell me why? Me and 
It can be very dangerous Like a timer ready to blow And I can always leave You won't even have to see me And I'll go on my way I guess there's no need to stay So I'll just blow in time, meet me at the finish line. Oh, meet me at the finish line. And I know that you're keen, the parts deep down in me, even when I'm hiding them. Cause I'm scared to chastise me But I'm done trying to conform At least my final form And I pray the Lord have mercy On whoever takes me on So I'll just blow and So I finally got a therapist and I'm super excited. Um, I go tomorrow and uh, yeah, it's looking pretty good. Um, I've never been to a therapist before, but I definitely have been thinking about going to one for a while, especially when um, I was suspecting that I had bipolar disorder. So yeah, I'm feeling good about this. first therapy session and it really 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 helped a lot um i'm going three times a week now and um she mixes hypnosis with it too so that helps a lot and um yeah it felt very healing 
not keep using that word, but it is. It is. It's just trying to get through the grief, get through the guilt, and you know, do everything the right way and stay on the path of healing and the path to just righteousness, I guess. Um, man, more updates to come, I guess. We talk with vocal fry, we watch our futures die. And then before we slay, the mom just thinks we ray. What you're listening to is the studio version of 90s Kids, the first single from Shamir's new album, aptly titled Revelations. The LP drops on November 3rd on the great father-daughter records. Before we finished work on this episode, I reached out to Shamir again. I wanted to make sure that he still felt comfortable sharing these experiences so openly. I'm so, so happy to report that Shamir is feeling a world better. While he knows that this is something he'll have to actively work on for a long time, he's excited for the future. Regarding Revelations, he told me, quote, I'm very excited to put these songs out, but definitely nervous because it's all really personal. A lot of the songs deal with me coming to terms with my mental health and what's best for me. They also deal with the strain and loss it had on certain friendships and the strengthening of other ones. He then told me that he hopes that sharing so openly about his experiences helps others and works toward dismantling the stigma that's still so often associated with mental illness. And Shamir is taking further action on this front. He's donating proceeds of Revelations pre-sales to the Mental Health Association in Pennsylvania. If you enjoyed this first episode of our new Voice Memo series, hit us up at TalkHouse on Twitter and let us know who you'd like to hear on future episodes. Make sure to catch Shamiroscopes each month on TalkHouse.com and watch for an upcoming chat between him and Evan Stevens Hall of Pine Grove recorded at Pitchfork Festival this year. Today's episode is recorded by Shamir. It was produced by Mark Yoshizumi and myself, Elia Einhorn. Big thanks and big love to Shamir. Till next time. Paralyzing anxiety is just a chore. Our parents say we're dramatic, but they always ask for more.